Now, it has finally been noted since the end of the World Cup that Germany are just a shit team. I myself have been pretty pissed off at the state of this team since they were no joy to watch whatsoever until their last game against France very recently. So I'm making this episode to give my thoughts on the whole situation as it's my own national team. Now, for a lot of people, the demise of Germany really started at the World Cup. But for me personally, this started way before that, all the way back to when Germany played Spain four games ahead of the World Cup. And when Germany played Spain, the first half was actually pretty good. The team looked like world champions. But in the second half, they really played poor and they got absolutely outclassed by Spain. But I told myself, you know, just one game, you know, next game we're going to pick it up again. And then the third last game before the World Cup, Germany played Brazil. And no disrespect to Brazil, they're probably the second best team heading into the World Cup. But I just really don't rate that team so highly because they simply play with three defensive midfielders and they also play Willian. And for me, Willian is just a very inconsistent player. And what was really worrying for me in the game was that Brazil absolutely outclassed Germany. Now, that should not be happening because Germany had a pretty strong team and Brazil was just rolling over them and the performance from Germany was just piss poor and Brazil just really killed them and I was so surprised because it shouldn't be happening to the world champions that Brazil, who we just beat 7-1, already caught up that much to us in those four years. I just did not see that happening. And then the second last game before the World Cup was against Austria. Now, Austria went on to win the game against Germany's B11. Now, Germany's B11 is pretty decent, so I did expect them to beat Austria at least. However, Germany's performance was again piss poor. This was the worst performance I've seen them put in so far. And it was really worrying for me because if that was our future, we were in serious trouble. Austria had never beaten Germany before and suddenly they were beating us. And so I was starting to get pretty worried at this point. <laughs> so then the last game before the World Cup was against Saudi Arabia. Now Saudi Arabia at that point I think were around number 60 in the world. And Germany played their A squad, okay? So I, I was expecting a real hammering by Germany, you know, to make a real statement before the World Cup. Now Germany did go on to win this game 2-1. And the papers probably around the world were kind of sweeping all the problems under the carpet and seeing World Cup champions look ready for the upcoming tournament. However, what a lot of people don't know who didn't watch that game, it was Germany's worst performance that I've ever seen in my life, because Saudi Arabia went on to outclass Germany. And I'm not even joking here, they were playing much better football. It's a damn miracle that Germany won that game, because Saudi Arabia should have easily scored 4-5 or five goals if it weren't for poor finishing. And Saudi Arabia just really cut open Germany and I was so surprised because that was our A squad playing and it just made me so worried for the World Cup and I just knew we were in serious trouble. But then again I know that a lot of people in the world had this thing in their minds that Germany can just flip a switch for tournaments but I just did not see that happening at all considering how poor we were in the past four games. So I was pretty worried going into that World Cup. And also, you had this whole Uzil and Gundogan nonsense that was going on, and that also really started taking the effects, like, it took its toll on the whole German team. And even the fans were just really pissed off at the whole state of things. 
so the mood wasn't also really good going into the tournament. And by far the best thing that I read before the World Cup was how Tony Kroos said that he would retire if Germany wins the World Cup. And in my mind, I was like, all right, there's no way that's happening, bro. <laughs> so that's basically how Germany were doing before they got started at the World Cup. So then the World Cup starts. And just like any other fan, you go into the games with pretty nice expectations, thinking that your team is going to do well. In my case, I did kind of hope that the squad would somehow just get their shit together and finally start playing some proper football. But about 5-10 to 10 minutes into the Mexico game, I did realize that that was not going to happen. Because Mexico were just cutting us open like a knife running through butter. And we were just getting fucked on the counter literally every 5-10 to 10 minutes. So Mexico really went on to destroy Germany. And for me, I just knew at that moment that this whole World Cup was going to go to shit. And Germany's state was just horrible. And for me, basically, Germany just played like they did against Saudi Arabia. But now Germany were just playing against a much better team. And a much better team would expose us a lot more than Saudi Arabia. And finally, the media also started saying one or two things about the squad because it was finally time to address this issue. Because you're a World Cup champion, you shouldn't be losing to Mexico. You should be beating Mexico. So a lot of problems started happening in the media and a lot of clips were even shown. My favorite one was kind of how Kimmich was being outpaced by a referee when Germany lost the ball. But the state of affairs at Germany at that point was already really bad. And Mexico just went on to destroy us. So I was really worried about the next game against Sweden. So when we played Sweden... Germany did go on to actually win that game with a goal that absolutely made me go crazy. But that what that goal did is that it really papered over all the problems in Germany's game. Because even though Germany beat Sweden, we were, again, very poor. And we kind of got out of jail with Toni Kroos' goal at the end. So I wasn't really, didn't know, I like, I didn't know what to expect now. Because Germany just won, so you should be happy. But at the same point, I was like, okay, we're still shit. So what are we going to do against South Korea, okay? And then with a lot of uncertainty, I really went into the South Korea game. Media still played it down, you know. They were saying Germany will back on track. Three points against Sweden, all is good again. And they were all saying how we're going to absolutely destroy South Korea. And I was like, okay... I'm still worried here. We're supposedly major favorites, but I just don't see it. And then we play South Korea and suddenly, again, like basically just how we've been playing for the past months, we're playing poor and South Korea go on to beat us. And I kind of somewhat called it because I was just praying for a point somehow. <laughs> and South Korea just, they didn't even look that good. We were just so poor. And then finally, everybody just accepted the fact that Germany was just a shit team nowadays. And so there was just a lot of uncertainty. And for me, the players just looked like they were just having to play with these big backpacks on their... And they were just weighing them down because like, they just didn't look right to me. And nobody really took responsibility in the team. And the solid spine that we had over the years also looked really bad. And players like Neuer, Hummels, Boateng, Kroos, who should be world-class players, just did not perform like them at all. And at that point, I really started missing players like Klose, Lahm, and Schweinsteiger, who really used to carry this team to glory. 
Now, also, before the World Cup, there was like a lot of problems about Neuer. Should he be our first choice keeper? Should he not? I say it was right to put him in. Why? I'll get to that later in this episode. And also, a lot of problems always. Germany had a striker problem. Because when Klose left, there was nobody. We played Götze as a false nine. That never worked. Miller never worked. And then we finally have this young guy called Timo Werner. But like I said, he's a young guy. He wasn't really up to the task yet. And basically, the whole squad was just full of champions who suddenly forgot how to play football. And I still remember how, like, before the World Cup, everybody was saying Germany are title favorites and how supercomputers, like, calculated that a final was going to be Germany-Brazil. And I was like, where the fuck are you getting all this data from? Go watch the team play. There's no way in hell they're making the final. And for me personally, they really would have been lucky just to get five points from that group. After the World Cup, the media really went in on this national team. And first question that always comes up when this happens is if the coach should go. And Löw himself said right after the World Cup that he's staying no matter what. Now, I was actually pretty surprised by that because if you say something like that, it shows me that you do not think that you're part of the problem. And even a lot of fans were really calling for his head. I personally say that he should have stayed because I do not think that he was really the problem because what was going on with this team was just way too big to be only his fault. And so basically Germany's squad suddenly had a million problems because the way we played is just so slow and it's just way too much possession football. In all the games we really just used to try and get the ball wide, cross it and then pray that it somehow goes in. Our defense looked all over the place. I just remember us getting fucked on the counter over and over. It just made me remember how Bayern Munich played in the last few years. Always with a high line and always getting exposed. And everyone was just piss poor. And like we just had a lot of these World Cup champions who were just basically useless suddenly. And the lineups were also not right. And another big problem in this team was that we don't have any pace whatsoever. Now... I know that before the tournament, there was a lot of talk about Sané being left out of the team. In my opinion, even though this is unpopular, probably the right decision. Simply because, like, I know how amazing Sané is for City. But a lot of these people who say and watch Sané for City don't watch him play for Germany. And when I watch him play for Germany before the World Cup, he just looked lost. Like, he just did not belong anywhere near that team, to be honest. He was always one of the worst performers and he just didn't look ready at all to play for this national team. So I did think it was a good call to leave him out. In hindsight, though, it kind of, you know, backfired because, you know, now suddenly Sane is like the guy everybody says we should have had since we had no pace and no dribbling skill. But in my opinion, it was a right call to leave him at home. And, you know, he could also prepare for the next season with City. And he's kind of having a pretty decent season right now after he has been frozen out of the team in the beginning. But anyway, amazing really how much difference three players made that I mentioned beforehand. Klose, Lam, Schweinsteiger, they weren't there anymore. We couldn't really do anything now because there was no way to replace them. And we were just really missing these guys and... <laughs> I was just pretty much gutted after that World Cup. Some time passes after the World Cup and Germany immediately get hit with the next bombshell 
which was that Mesut Ozil sadly retires from the national team. Now Ozil got absolutely butchered by the German media, and for me it's just really sad to see him go because he's such an amazing player at his best, he's world class when you get the best out of him, and he's even the best playmaker I've ever seen. And for me, he really should have stayed and just shown everybody that he's an amazing player and addition to the squad. So him leaving this team really also pulls down the quality. And I was really getting ready for Germany to be shit for a while, just like Italy, because I'm expecting some big changes in this team. But to my surprise, there weren't any, because the next game came around the corner, which was France. Now against France, we were a lot better defensively. And we didn't really concede. And to my surprise, we even actually deserved to win the game. But there weren't really any changes in the squad. We were still playing the same. The lineup was still the same. It just didn't really feel like a break of dawn. You know, no real changes. And then the second game was a friendly against Peru. Now, just like the previous games, our finishing is just non-existent. The team balance is again all wrong. Ter Stegen also looked like Bambi on ice on that game. And really, we barely scraped past Peru. Like, we did win the game, but it wasn't convincing at all. And I still didn't see any change that was much needed. And then the third game comes around, which was against Holland. And this finally caught the media's attention again, because Germany lost 3-0. This has never ever happened before. This was a big record win for Holland. And again, Germany made history in a negative way. Now again, no changes made. The lineup was the same, playstyle the same. There was no leadership. The defending was shocking at times. I'm even considering at this point to have a full 11 rebuild. Basically, just scrape the whole team and pick some new young guys. And really, the finishing again was just horrendous. The highest loss we've ever had to Holland, and it was just awful again. It just really brought back all the bad memories from the World Cup. And to me, it was just really crazy how Hummels after the game said that we should have won the game after they just lost 3-0. Like, you should not be saying that when you've been this poor. I mean, come on. After the Holland game, to me, it just really felt that Yogi Löw stopped picking players based on performance and instead is just picking players based on their past accomplishments. So this is basically how I would want Germany to line up. Now, Neuer should definitely be our goalkeeper. Now, this is a very unpopular opinion because Ter Stegen is in amazing form in Barcelona, but all these people who watch him play for Barcelona do not watch him play for Germany. Now, every single time that Ter Stegen has played for Germany, he looks like Bambi on ice. I have no confidence in him whatsoever because he keeps making mistakes that lead to goals. And this is just something you do not see from Neuer. Now granted, Neuer isn't in the form of his life right now, but I give him until 2019 to get back there. Because he certainly has some amazing world-class saves in him, and he even saved Germany again in the latest game against France, which I'll come to. But Neuer is still easily the better goalkeeper that we have, and he should start for Germany, until Ter Stegen can somehow build up his confidence when he wears that Germany jersey. When it comes to our centre-backs, Hummels and Boateng are just a shadow of themselves. Now for some reason this also has to do with the poor form of Bayern Munich over the past few years, but out of the two, Boateng is the one who's performing worse, which means he should really be dropped for Zule. 
And even Rüdiger, who's playing for Chelsea, is knocking at the door because he's starting to put in some real good performances at Chelsea. Our left back is Jonas Hector, who plays in the second division of the Bundesliga, okay? Just imagine that. You're playing for Germany's national team, but you're a second division player. And on the bench, you have a, you have a defender called Schultz, who plays for Hoffenheim in the Champions League. But Hector usually gets the start. And the most amazing thing about our left-back situation is that we have a left-back called Philipp Max in the Bundesliga, who had an amazing season, leading the charts in assists, even scoring goals, even this season playing amazing. He can basically do what he wants, but he will never get nominated for this national squad for some reason. In my opinion, he should be the current starter. When we come to midfield, Tony Kroos definitely needs a break. Doesn't look at his best, but he's still so important to this team, so there's no need to scrap scrap him. Thomas Miller should be nowhere near this team, in my opinion. Looks out of like, he looks bang out of form, to be honest. Can't defend him anymore. And Sonny really deserves his chance now, since he's back in form at City. Julian Draxler, our legendary number seven, which he got from Schweinsteiger, God knows how, is getting game time while Brandt is on the bench. And we have a guy in the Bundesliga also called Phil Krug, who's a striker. Didn't get nominated, but for some reason, a player called Mark Uth, who has been a massive flop this season in the Bundesliga, gets a call for the national squad. And even his coach was surprised. Because Schalke, for anyone who's following Bundesliga, had just a disaster of an opening season. Now, I specifically waited until Germany played France for the second time in the Nations League to make this episode because that would really give me a good indication of where this team is going. And I'd really be calling for Yogi Löw's head if he didn't make any changes. But to my big surprise, he finally changed something against France. And I was more than happy with the results. Because against France, finally, a lot of things were done right. So one of the big changes that Löw has made since the World Cup was that Kimmich is now our DM, and Ginter is our right back. Now for me, Ginter should be a center back, and he finally was one in a back three now. Schultz was playing as our left wing back and not Hector. Zule came in for Boateng, again, right decision. Sane finally in the lineup, right decision. Gnabry came in, right decision. And to my big surprise, he gave Timo Kera a start at right wing back, which surprisingly, he had a really good game. And the, how the game went, basically, we really outclassed France in that first half. Really unlucky not to score more than one goal. And France got really lucky in the second half on that first goal. That Griezmann header is a pure fluke. And that penalty they got also should never have been a penalty. Like, Hummels was the one who was fouled, but France somehow get the call. So I'm just really happy with the Germany performance right now. There's no need for any more panic. Like It looks like Löw is finally starting the process of rebuilding. So I really hope he learned his lessons and he finally implemented a lot of changes that I talked about. And I just really hope that this is like a light at the end of the dark tunnel that Germany has been through. And yeah, I can only hope that Germany continue improving their performances now and that they keep building on the squad for the upcoming tournament. <laughs> 